Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good, good morning, morning, everyone. Good morning, Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day, a new week ahead. And we thank you, Father, that you call us at the start of this new day and this new week ahead to be in your presence to draw and drink from you, to receive from you your revelation and your wisdom, the understanding of our circumstances that lie ahead of us and the knowledge that we must apply in those circumstances that you give us through your word. When we reflect on you, when we press into our relationship with you, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to enter your gates with thanksgiving in our heart and we, we come with that gratitude for all the good that you have done for us in this last week, for the restful weekend, for the fact that we are alive and we are well, we are safe. We thank you, Father, for the gift of a roof over our head, work of our hands, that you put food on our table. You meet all our needs in accordance with your riches and you call us to come to you every single day that we might be fed spiritually as well. Our daily manna that you give us, an understanding of your word and all that you want to teach us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts and we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this praying family, with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request made on this prayer group with all Christians that do not know you and with everyone else that does not want to know you and has turned away from you. And we ask for a quickening in their spirit, Lord, that they are made alive and alert to your presence. And with that confidence, we call on your name, knowing that everyone that calls on your name shall not end up in shame. We call on the name of the Most High, the creator of the universe, the one who blots out our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. The one who is the preserver of men and his hand is not short to redeem us. The one who leads us in the way we should go, through his word and through his spirit. And we pray in the name of that word, the word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us, Jesus. The one who taught us faith. The one who, by example, set the template for us to live victorious as men against all adversities. The word himself, the Lord who heals, and the one who is our daily bread, came down from heaven, broken for our sake, that through him we, when we receive him, might become his body, his church. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of truth, that same force of creation, the force of the creator, his hand, who now dwells within us and gives life to our mortal body, raises us up to be quickened and charged in the spirit to receive revelation from the Father, the spirit of that living God, a spirit of victory. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer to legally authorize you to step into situations where we are feel where we feel out of our depths. 
We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the angels, with destiny, help us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift that we need. And we thank you, Lord, that we are here. You called each of us by name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your unending and unchanging love for us. The mercy that you pour out for us every morning that you renew. The grace that you are ever willing to give us to raise us up. To fill all those areas, those gaps where we fall short. We thank you, Father, that you call us your beloved. We thank you, Lord, that you are just and that you will not unjustly punish anyone. That you give us an opportunity to make amends, to make corrections through repentance. We thank you, Father. And as we make our reflection and our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. <clears throat> and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus is also every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this ministry, this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. We cover each of these by your precious blood, Lord. And we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I declare divine exemption, and I command that angelic protection over these, your people, in the mighty and powerful, the unmatched, unparalleled name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We also herald the power in our spoken word, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day, and we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, and we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Today, I'd like to touch on a very basic concept of something we're all familiar with. It is the common question, what is sin? And sin has been around since the times before Adam. It started in heaven, not on earth started with Lucifer, who enjoyed a privileged position with God, but he started looking down on others, and challenging God's authority as well. Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15, records his ambition to be like the Most High, to rise above all the rest. And so the first sin was pride, and that caused his downfall. He was thrown down from heaven to earth, and with him, he dragged one third of the angels from heaven. And that became his army with which he fights God. But now God made man in his own image and likeness. And when God made man, that competition began for Lucifer, 
whose aim was now to find ways to pull men down in God's sight and therefore mock his creation. But at the same time, establish his supremacy on earth. And the best way for him was to corrupt man in the same way that he himself was corrupt, knowing that when he was corrupt, God threw him down. So the same would apply to man as well, because God is a just judge. So his way, his plan was to corrupt man in that same way and then accuse man of wrongdoing in God's sight against God's laws. So Lucifer became Satan, the accuser. And that's how we more popularly now know him. We do not know him as Lucifer. And because of that, God prescribes rules. He prescribes do's and don'ts for men to keep him from falling in that trap. Because that trap is the trap of sin. And for that, he prescribes the book of the law. We see that mentioned in Joshua 1.8. We see that mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and in so many numerous other places throughout the Bible. God talks about principles, prophecies and ways in which we can be blessed. His promises. But at the same time, he talks about the don'ts as well. Especially the more popular one that we know is from Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 onwards. The curses that would chase someone that did not abide by those instructions. So with this background now, what really is sin then? Sin is using God's gifts in a bad way or misusing them amounting to disobedience of his law. I'll say it again. Sin is using God's gifts in a bad way or misusing them thereby amounting to disobedience of his law or his instruction. When Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden, they were permitted to eat of all trees except the one in the middle, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But when the serpent confused and beguiled them, they craved that forbidden fruit. And by eating it, they disobeyed God's instruction. The fruit was a creation of God now. So the fruit itself may not have been bad. But just that they were instructed not to consume it. And they broke that instruction or disobeyed that instruction. Likewise, in our lives, there are things which are good in their original intended purpose. But outside of that purpose defined by God, they amount to sin or they become bad. And then they carry consequences. In Deuteronomy 28, it covers the blessings that come when we obey God and then the curses when we don't. Let's look at some practical examples now. We all love our food. We all love sweet. Within uh, a limited proportion, it is good. But when we eat excessive sweet, we fall sick. 
It leads to all kinds of complications, including blocked arteries, high cholesterol. Sex was intended for procreation and hence meant to be a part of marriage. But when it is outside of marriage, either in the form of adultery or fornication, it is sin. Likewise, food is good for health and strength when consumed for that purpose. But gluttony, the Bible says, is sin. Strength, physical strength that we have is for managing our abilities, protecting others and doing good work. But when strength is used for oppression of others, then it becomes sin. So it is a gift from God which was misused. In all of these cases, you see that misuse there. Likewise, our talents, our actions, the words we speak, the favor and recognition that we enjoy from others, where we use it to gain our benefits for nepotism or just to gain additional mileage out of it to fulfill our own personal purposes. In all these cases, when those gifts, those talents are misused, it leads to sin. So we must discern the purpose of those gifts and the provisions given to us and then decide where to draw that line. What does the word say about that line? When are we going in excess? Or when are we going under power? We are not doing enough. When God gave us the mouth to speak and to speak with honesty and yet we are silent in the face of oppression sometimes. So when are we going in excess? When are we going under power? And when would we be breaking that rule? The word of God serves as a mirror for that discernment. So what is the purpose of sin then? It is to make us spiritually lazy or to keep us ignorant of God and his ways. And so overall, when you look at it, it is to stop or to prevent his blessings from entering or working in our lives. In short, to block your blessings and to abort your abundance. That is why Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came so that you might have this clarity, you might have this understanding, you might have that abundance. Because then we can make an informed decision. In the absence of knowledge of the word, it is hard for us to know where that line or that boundary sits. And out of ignorance, more often than not, just like Eve, we can choose wrongly. And that is the biggest reason for God's people suffering today. It's our own sins, which we are either oblivious of or have accepted as a way of life, not knowing that it is not in accordance with God's word and his will. We often can't tell the difference. Sometimes we intentionally do things and then can't help ourselves. Our vulnerability there as well. So when you look at a solution, the solution is not to give up that gift and say, okay, let that talent be taken away from me. 
God says you should still own that talent or that gift, but learn its appropriate and recommended use by making the right choices. And this is why God said in Joshua 1 verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And you don't do anything that is not written in it or that is where it is, does not prescribe it. And he goes on to say, then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. Now that prosperity means spiritual prosperity because the enemy can't do anything to harm you in the spirit, neither in the physical. So you cannot live under those kinds of oppression, of poverty, of any other kind of weakness, of poor health especially. That's a big one. He wants us to keep pressing into that word, to keep learning and then to following and then to get into following what he prescribes for us to do in our life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment, that gift through your word, that grace to pour, to be poured out on each of these, your people, Lord. So that through discernment, we are able to see the difference or read through any circumstance what is coming by our way, where friends recommend something to us and say, it's good. Look at it. Others are using it as well. There's no harm. We ask for that discernment, Lord, and that understanding of your ways and your word so that we can then live by it. And we ask for the strength, that conviction to say no to things that lead down the path of sin and to say yes to everything that keeps our path straight, the path of your light that you illuminate through your word. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing all kinds of division and separation. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, all kinds of addictions, compulsive behaviors, where we hate certain things and yet find ourselves doing those. We're not within that control to be able to say no and turn away from it. And the others that we might be ignorant of, especially prayerlessness, the scourge of poverty, busyness and ignorance of your ways, Lord. We pray for light in these lives. We pray for liberty through your spirit. We also pray for our own personal needs and those of our families, especially all those that are not yet saved. 
And we ask for a quickening in their hearts as well, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us and you always hear us. As we release our faith, making this our prayer of agreement with each other and with your Holy Spirit, bring in the Spirit one with him. We believe that this prayer made in the Spirit under an open heaven must be manifest as an answered prayer when we release our faith and do not doubt, when we believe that we have received. It shall be ours. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sadaka, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for answered prayer. The scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Galatians 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of, we have a few scriptures shared in the chat. And the first one is from James chapter 4, verse 17, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it is written. So any person who knows what is right to do, but does not do it, to him it is sin. And the second one is from Philippians 4, verse 8, quoted from the ESV, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then the next one is from James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, quoted from the NIV, which says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, gives birth to death. And a fourth scripture is from Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, quoted from the King James Version where it is written, then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by Brother Savio's reflections that he shares on all our social media pages and our Telegram group, there's also the Daily Rosary and Divine Mercy prayers, the Friday Bible study sessions and the morning encounters, please share them with your family and your friends. They are available on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel, on our podcast page, as well as we share links on our Telegram group. You can use any of those options to share them with others and bless them. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each, each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Do not forget to command your mornings. Be blessed, everyone. Thank you, God bless everyone.